morning, Coastal Community Church. Morning. Great to see you. We've got a really special service planned for you this morning. We are going to be singing the gospel interspersed with some teaching, and uh, we are going to take you from Christmas all the way to the resurrection of Christ, and uh, I really anticipate that you are going to leave encouraged this morning and excited about the Christmas season and excited most of all about our Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to start this morning with the Advent wreath. We did this last week uh, at our prayer service. We lighted the candle of hope. And this morning, we want to light the candle of faith. So you always see this Advent wreath up here, and we wanted to teach you what it is. And so this is the second candle, is the candle of faith. And so we light the candle of faith to remind us of the light of Bethlehem that shone for Mary and Joseph as they obeyed the decree of Caesar Augustus. And by faith, they had that God would protect and provide for them. In fact, in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, Micah writes, but as for you, Bethlehem of Ephrath, too little among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be the ruler of Israel. His goings forth and are from long ago and from the days of eternity. And in Luke chapter 2, the author Luke writes, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was from the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is also called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth... And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And so the second candle reminds us of faith in God, the faith of Mary and Joseph as they journeyed to Bethlehem. And it also reminds us to prepare our hearts for Jesus Christ this Christmas season. Would you stand and join me as we sing praise to Christ as a faithful group of believers? Let's stand and sing.
worship the Lord. Jesus, our Savior, is born and King evermore. Come and adore Christ the Lord. Lift up your voices and sing to Jesus the King.
Amen. You guys can have a seat for just a moment. Amen. Well, it is uh, great to worship with you this morning. You're killing it back there, drummer. Great job. Let's hear it for these guys. We'll let you out of that cage sometime around 1 o'clock today, all right? Is that all right? So, hey, it's a great morning of worship. We want to continue with our worship through the giving and receiving of tithes and offerings. And so with that, ushers, would you come forward? And uh, while they're coming forward, do me a favor, everybody, get your bulletin out. I want to highlight a tear-off at the bottom. And I uh, just want to let you know uh, that there's three ways that you can give at Coastal Community Church. Actually, there's four ways. You can give as the offering basket is passed. You can give online. You can actually set up recurring giving there. Uh, you can text to give. You can type in that number and follow that along, or you can download our app and you can give on the app, okay? So those are the four ways that you can give. And while your bulletin's out, I want to let you know if you're a guest with us this morning, Thank you so much for being here. We are thrilled that you took time out of your weekend to worship with us. And so please know we're not after your money, okay? This is one of the ways we worship the Lord at Coastal Community Church. You're certainly welcome to join us, uh, but don't feel an obligation to give. And what we'd love to have from everybody in the room, if everybody would fill this out, and uh, this is a great communication tool. If there's a way that you want some more information, there's a ministry you want to sign up for, that kind of thing, this is a prayer request. It's a great communication tool. But as a guest, if you'd fill this out and give us your mailing information, Here's what we want to do with that. We want to send you a thank you card for coming. We're going to give you a gift card to a local restaurant, and we are going to give you just a tiny bit more information about Coastal Community Church. I promise we won't use it to fill up uh, your mailbox, okay? A couple things I want to highlight this morning. We have a missions team going out next Saturday, and so uh, if you're, uh, if you're, you're probably aware of this, but we give 10 cents of every dollar uh, to missions that go outside the doors of this church, and so when you support Coastal, you're supporting the gospel going to every tribe, tongue, and nation. This is made up mostly of our college students are going to Puerto Rico. And, uh, and so as the Lord brings them to mind this week, would you be in prayer for them? Pray for their safety, but pray also that the gospel would go forward as they serve together in Puerto Rico. It's a good-looking team, isn't it? And I'm excited for them to go out. And uh, yeah, very, very exciting. And then the final thing is we are finishing up our gift-giving season, okay? And so we have an angel tree out there that's only got about a dozen tags left. Uh, there's some of the bigger ones, like taking care of an entire family of gift giving. So if that interests you, I'd love for that to go out this week and get finished up, and then we can bless some families in the community, uh, a gift, uh, all the while we're presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today's a little bit different, okay? We're going to do a lot of singing, and so uh, interwoven with some teaching, and so it's a great way to start Christmas. I do want to let you know, okay, our culture at Coastal is to kind of stand during the singing. If the standing gets a little too long for you at some point, it's it's okay to sit, all right? Sit and sing. Uh, so don't feel like, uh, but it's going to be a little bit of an up and down. And so we're going to start down. Joel's going to introduce us this next set that we're going to do. And, uh, and I hope you leave here this morning refreshed in Christ. Joel. Amen. So this morning, our hope is to remind you through melody of the eternality of Christ. And his incarnation is seen through the virgin birth. And as well as his life, his death, his resurrection. And we'll be Singing about those things towards the end of the service, especially at the end of the service, we're going to sing songs that lift our minds to heaven. But for this section, we want to emphasize uh, not simply his incarnation, Christ's incarnation, because I know that we, we can say happy birthday Jesus, and that's fine, but Jesus didn't have a birthday in that he wasn't, he's always been God. He wasn't just then born and he came into existence. He has been God before we have been born, right? He was God before he was wrapped. In flesh. And so what we're celebrating in, in this Christmas season isn't simply Jesus' birthday. What we're celebrating is that he took on himself 100% flesh upon his 100% deity that always was there. And in his hu humanity, he condescended to us to really become one of us. And through his incarnation, the, the purpose of uh, the virgin birth is, is to see that he wasn't stained by Adam's sin, by the first sin, by original sin. Meaning Jesus did not have and does not have a sin nature like we do, which makes him the perfect substitute for sin. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we thought it would be appropriate in this service, at this point in the service, to sing a song that actually sings about the eternality of Christ Jesus. And the song that we're going to sing is a song called Overall, and it's grounded in Colossians chapter 1. And so I'm going to read that to you, and then I'll give you an opportunity to read a couple of verses with me. But the Apostle Paul here, speaking of Christ, starts in verse 15, and he says this. He, Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. 
For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Let's read these together. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So when you hear that God created all things, that means that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all were present creating all things, creating us. And God through Jesus, as we sing about in a moment, rescued us and reconciled us to God the Father through his life and his death and his resurrection. But for now, we're going to sing about how Jesus is eternal. And we're going to sing a couple lines and I'll ask you guys to stand. But this song is called Overall. Thank you. 
the Lord. Jesus. 
Amen. Amen.
rejoice one more time. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Sing it one more time, church, rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O guys take a seat for just a moment. Good morning, Coastal. My name is Pastor Wilson. I mean, what a great opportunity it is to get to sing these wonderful truths about our Lord and Savior coming to this earth, right? And so at this point in the, in the service, we're going to transition to reflect on the truth that Jesus himself came to this earth and lived a perfect life in our place. And so we're going to read this out of Ephesians chapter 1. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory." As we get to sing about these truths of the fact that Jesus is fully God and fully man, that he was worshiped by angels for all eternity, but yet he saw us in our brokenness. He saw us in our sin and knew that we were enslaved to sin, which we could not break. And so he, being fully God, took on flesh. And he came to this earth and he knew what it was to be hungry to be tired, to be thirsty, so that he could live a life of perfect obedience to God in our place. And this life of perfect obedience was led so that he could be the perfect sacrifice in our place. And to consider that when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. And when he said, it is finished, he proclaimed that sin and death no longer have a hold or master over those who are in Christ Jesus. Because when Jesus went into the grave, he took sin and he took death with him. And where three went in, only one came out. And so as we sing these truths, let us reflect on the glory of the fact that Jesus came to live a perfect life so that he could die a perfect death in our place for his glory alone.
Now my debt is paid.
adore you. We praise your holy name for you are so worthy to be praised. We are all desperate and doomed to death. But you so love the world, God, and you sent your only begotten son to die for us and was resurrected to save us. Thank you, God, for what you have done on the cross for us. We appreciate every drop of the blood of Jesus was shed for all of us. For, for there is no other way, no other life, no other truth to our salvation. It is only through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our one and only living hope. How great the chasm that lay between us.
Amen, amen. You guys can have a seat for just a moment. Wow, it's been an incredible morning singing with you guys, amen. It's been wonderful to sing about these things. And so we just sang through this service, Christ's eternality, his incarnation, his life and his death. And what is central in all of that, right, what's central in all of that is that he is God. Jesus was exactly who he said he would be and exactly who all of these Old Testament authors said he would be and said he would do. But although they said Jesus would die, they also didn't say that he stayed dead, right? He rose. Jesus bodily rose from the grave on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And as the Apostle Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians says, he uses this to remind them, and he starts... 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 12, he says this, but, but tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that cannot be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who died believing in Christ are lost. So think, everyone who came before today who believe in Jesus Christ, all of them would be lost, right? And then he says, and if our hope in Christ is only for this life, and we are more to be pitied than anyone in this world. So all of us, if Christ has not been raised, you should just go home. Why are we here? But Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through one man, through Adam, through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another, through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Amen? Let's read these last verses together. But there is an order to the resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ, that's us, will be raised when he comes back. Amen? The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ is the linchpin, the cornerstone upon which our entire faith rests and our relationship with the holy God rests. Every claim about himself from Jesus, every act done in submission to the will of his Father, and every act done on our behalf was authenticated by his resurrection. No one else in all of creation raised themselves from the grave except for Jesus Christ, our glorious Savior. And he did that. Because of these things, our own fate, our own resurrection is both complete and unyielding and eternal. For even though through that one man, through Adam, we received the greatest uh, death and harvest of death, through Christ, the truest and greatest of all mankind, we receive the greatest of all harvests, eternal life. Amen? So we wait with joy, with gratitude, and with excitement for that day when Christ will return and we are harvested with our brothers and sisters in him. So as we sing of his magnificent and his marvelous and his matchless love shown on the cross, we sing of the fact that we are indeed united in his resurrection and that he will lift us up to infinite heights where nothing could ever sever or take us from his magnificent, his marvelous, and his matchless love. Amen? Amen. So let's stand and let's sing of that this morning. Forever existing in a world 
Let's join with them now. 